0: Christmas, how many of you are excited about Christmas? Almost there, right? We are almost there. And as we approach Christmas, we often hear about joy. And what a joyful season it is, actually. So we try to cram all other feelings of life down inside. Does this happen to you? Like, you see the TV, like you, you watch TV a little bit, and you see all those commercials of, you know, the perfect family, happy family, everybody... You know, uh, around the table having a great dinner, and you feel like, okay, what is not my reality? What is going on? Where is God? So many of you, maybe are, are we struggling with this? If we don't feel joyful, we try hard to create joy by tossing our troubles aside, ignoring our deepest struggles, and just living for the moment. But that's not what the joy of Christmas is all about. Because Christmas is about Christ. It's about Him. It's about His birth. He came to this world to change our lives and to to show us what what it is to be loved. So if we have Christ, we have everything. But that's not what the joy of Christmas is all about. We said there's Christ, and while it may be nice for a moment if we look for all this uh, well, just uh, this uh, happiness for the moment, it is shallow and short-lived. The gift of joy offered to us in Jesus this advent season is one of deep and abiding, abiding sorry, joy, deep and abiding joy. It is a joy so powerful it can hold its own in a dark and hurting world and in the midst of all our troubles and struggles. I don't know if you haven't seen the, the, the news this past week. In, in Calgary, we have seen um, three, what are they called? Road, rage? Road rages? Yeah, right? Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> You're driving and suddenly a guy, I don't know, <laughs> hit you with a hockey stick or try to hit you or... That's crazy. What is going on? And this season, the Holy Air season, it's, um, it's, a, it's a hard time for, for many people who are hard inside, who doesn't know the Lord. But if you know the Lord, He is your joy. Amen? Amen. How many of you can say, the Lord is my joy? The Lord is my joy. He is my joy. It is a joy so powerful it can hold its own in dark in a dark and hurting world. We will talk a little bit later about how we experience joy through the Advent season. But for now, I encourage you to come in a spirit of honesty. You don't have to cast aside your worries to unwrap this gift of joy. And take a look at this, which Peter called inexpressible and glorious. And if we read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. In other words, you can't explain the joy that the Lord brings to your life. It's hard to put it into words, right? It's it's something that you just live, experience. And it's glorious, which means it's divine. Um, it, It doesn't depend on how hard you try it depends on how hard he already tried bringing his own son to the world to die for you and me. So we began a journey through the season of Advent by unwrapping the gift of hope, love, and peace. How many of you have been in those services? Pastor Roy has been sharing with us uh, what, what it is, the, the gift of hope that the Lord Jesus brought to us, love and peace. The word Advent means coming or arrival, and, it's the, and the season is marked by expectation waiting, anticipation, and longing. Advent is not just an extension of Christmas. It is a season that links, look at this, the past, the present, and the future. Advent offers us the opportunity to share in the ancient longing for the coming of the Messiah, to celebrate his birth, and to be alert for his second coming. And as we celebrate Advent, we can take a look at the past, and we can take a look at that little manger where our Lord was born. Could you imagine? Surrounded by animals. And uh, man, the, the smell in that place probably. Eh? That's where the Lord decided to be born. <laughs> Not in a palace, but in a manger. The Apostle Paul put, us in, put it in this world. He became poor. So through his, uh, through his birth, through his life, through his poverty, we can be enriched. You and me, we are rich in jesus name we have all this inexpressible joy inside of us and let me tell you a lot of people will pay to feel what you feel having the holy spirit inside of your heart right Uh, my uncle in in argentina he has a big company construction company he he drives uh he has like three or four cars big house and one day he took me for dinner, right? So we went to have burgers, and, um, and he shared his heart with me, and he said, you know, Roger, even though I have all this, every night I can't sleep. I'm thinking, like, I have so many bills to pay. I have so many employees to, you know, to, to, to pay their, their salaries and stuff, and it's hard for me. And so I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, you See? People think that to be happy you need to have. But to be happy, you just need to be in the arms of Christ. Just come to Him. And you will you, you will find this an expressible joy. Today, we talk about the gift of joy. Today, we will be talking about this, just as Wes said before. Advent is a season to experience the joy of the coming of the Savior of the world. It's more than just a feeling. It is a joy that causes all of creation to celebrate. It's deep and powerful, the kind of rejoicing. See where that word comes from? Rejoicing comes from the word joy. Talk about in the psalm, like in Psalm 96, 11 to 13, if you open the scriptures with me, or you just take a look at the screen here, we will have it there. It says, let the heavens rejoice. The heavens are rejoicing. The heavens, the angels are rejoicing in the presence of the Lord. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that, it, that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for He comes. And you and me, we are part of creation, right? We are creatures, human beings. And why it is so hard for us to rejoice then? Why? Why sometimes feels like life is just upside, uh, upside down, right? Like we're going up, we're having good time, and suddenly everything crashed. And we feel down again. But the, the key my brother, my sister, is to put your eyes in Jesus. Tell me, what are you looking, and I will tell you if you have joy or not. Because if you're looking just at the material stuff, that will just bring happiness for a moment, but it it will not be joy. If you're trying to find joy, uh, I don't know, trying to find someone to love or to receive love from, from someone, okay, that's also good. That's also good. That will bring happiness, but it will not be, bring joy because joy is a divine gift and it's only found in Jesus Christ. We need Him. He's our, he's, he's our source of joy. And in Advent, we are preparing and expecting Jesus. We are expecting His coming. So we, we can all say, let us rejoice. This is the gift we unwrapped today. But the question that next, and many of us often is. What if you don't feel joy this season? How can you receive this gift of joy even in the midst of suffering, loneliness, pain, grief, stress, or boredom? Let's look together at how we can anticipate, recognize, and choose joy. So point number one today that I would like to share with you is anticipate joy. Amen? How many of you can say anticipate Anticipate. joy? Anticipemos el gozo. Esperemos go. Let's wait for it. Have you ever been waiting for something for so long that you gave up hope it will ever arrive? Happened to you? Or even just forgotten that it's on the way? Or maybe even not known it was coming? Megan and I, we, um, we met in Guatemala, in South America. She's from Canada. Actually, she was born in Manitoba. <clears throat> I'm from Argentina, right? North, South. And the Lord brought us together to Central America, to Guatemala. She was uh, on a mission trip. I was studying theology. We were in the same seminary campus, and we just met. And, well, we prayed. We started a friendship. We used to play basketball together. She claims that she beat me a couple of times. I don't remember. you believe it, I don't remember. And, um, anyways, then we have to separate. I have to continue f- studying i have to finish my, my my bachelor of theology and and she had to, to go back to canada right so we continue the relationship at distance and you know how hard is that oh huh? <laughs> oh my that was hard eh like uh, thank goodness we we have internet <laughs> at least i could see your face on skype or facebook but could you imagine back in the days anyways and the waiting was killing us so one day I say, okay, you know what? I will go to Canada. So I went to, to the embassy and asked for a visa. And I said, okay, what do I need to, for a visa to go to Canada? Oh, you need this, this, and that. And I applied. And I applied for a tourist visa. And they gave me a 10 years worker visa. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't apply for that. It was the Lord. And then I went to Canada. Oh, and seeing her, man, that was joy. <laughs> that was joy. And... um. But the waiting was long, right? I don't know how you felt. You can be honest, maybe. (laughs) And there's a story that says that a woman in her 80s in France received a letter in the mail that had been sent to her great-grandfather in 1877, 138 years earlier. It was about an order of yarn for her great-grandfather's spinning mill. Could you imagine that, receiving A letter that was sent so long ago? Certainly an unexpected joy. One that was on its way the whole time. The letter could have been meaningful had it arrived on time. So joy can be that way. Whether we know it's coming or not. Whether we've we've given hope for its arrival or not. And when we start Advent talking about hope, we look at the history of the people of Israel who were waiting for a Messiah for thousands of years. That's a tough wait. How many of us are, are waiting for the second coming of our Lord and Savior? Amen? Amen? I was raised in a, in church and I remember singing those songs about the second coming, the rapture. He's coming. And I'm 33 and I still feel the same. I feel like, Lord, please come. Maybe Maybe you will come tonight. So I have to be ready. Right? You have to be ready. We have to be ready. Anyways, And they're waiting, right? And it's like sometimes joy or waiting for something takes time. And we see the, the, the people of Israel waiting for this Messiah. And certainly some of those Israelites gave up hope that a Messiah will ever come. Some probably just carry on distracted with life, not thinking they will ever see the coming of the Messiah. But others held out hope. Their waiting was active. Your waiting is to be... Active. My waiting is to be active, not passive. Right. Come on. Right. To be passive Christians. Come on. The Lord doesn't want passive Christians. He wants active Christians who are willing to do His will, who are willing to say, Lord, here I am. I'm going to walk in your ways, and I will fulfill your will for my life. I will, I will fulfill the purpose of my life. And He wants us to be waiting We have to wait on His promises. The Lord has promises for you. But you, you have to continue waiting. And that's the tough part. We don't like to wait. And when we engage in an active waiting, anticipating what it is to come, and watching for it, the waiting has purpose because hope stays alive. Hope stays alive. Well, joy, my friend, is something similar. Even when we don't feel joy right now, we can anticipate the coming of joy to the world in the gift of Jesus. We can prepare to move from our state of discouragement into an experience of life-giving joy. In the story of Christmas, there are a a couple of characters that I like, but some of them are the shepherds. The shepherds in the Christmas story are a good example of what it is to wait and what it is to have hope and what it is to uh, have that that um, active waiting. When the angels show up, angels show up and deliver a message to the shepherds on a hillside outside Bethlehem, the shepherds didn't immediately feel joy. If you look with me, look chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, Luke two, ten 10 and 11, it says, But the angels said to them, Do not be afraid. Look at this. The shepherds were afraid. They were overcome by fear. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. Amen? So maybe right now, you feel it afraid. You're afraid of something. But let me tell you that fear is just an obstacle on your way to the joy of the Lord. But don't let fear overcome you and stop you from where the Lord wants to take you. That's why Jesus came to this earth to show us that there's a way and there's a way to the Father. It's through Him. And we need to overcome fear like the shepherds did. Because later we read in verse 10. Look at this. Look chapter 2 verse 10. Verse 20, sorry. It says, Returned, glorifying and praising God. The shepherds returned it glorifying and praising god let me tell you this this morning you will return to your house you will return to your family doing the same glorifying and praising god amen for all the things they they had heard and seen which were which were just as they had been told so we have that example As we walk through Advent, we know what's coming. We know that Christ the Messiah has come. This we can celebrate and rejoice over. We knew there's more to come with His eventual return. There's more to come. This story continues. He will come a second time as King, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. And every nation and every tongue will proclaim His name. And every nation and every man in this earth will have to bow down before this great King who is coming. Amen. So we knew there is more to come with his eventual return. This we still must anticipate. But let's experience Advent as a season when we anticipate the arrival of joy, even when we struggle with the realities of today. You don't have to hide your problems. The Lord knows them. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. The Holy Spirit that is in this place knows what you're going through. But today is your decision. It's my decision to put my faith in Him and to receive His joy. Amen? So don't let fear be an obstacle for your way to the Lord, for the way to joy. Number two, recognize joy. Do you ever wonder why, out of all the people in the world, the wise men were the only ones who recognized and followed the star of Bethlehem? It was a star. It was there in the sky for the whole world to see. But most people, Jews and Gentiles alike, didn't recognize its meaning. Now, take a look at this. The Bible shows us that when Jesus Christ was born, there were signs and wonders in in heaven. We see a star. The Bible also tells us when he comes back, every eye will see him. And we will see the sign, the signs of his coming. So we see the star, and everybody could have could seen the star back then, but only the wise men stood there, take a look at the star, and said, we have to follow the star. We feel the Holy Spirit f- telling us to follow the star. So the star is Jesus. He's the star of David, right? Amen? And he's upon your life, and he's saying, follow me. Come on, do like the wise men, follow me. A lot of people could have uh, followed that star, but only the wise men. This group of around 40 guys from from west, from Babylon, they decided to follow the star. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, it says, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and present him with gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now take a look at verse 10. When they saw the star, what, what happened to them? They were overjoyed. Right? It didn't depend on them. They saw Jesus, and, and as a result of seeing Jesus, what happened? They feel his joy. They receive his joy. The Magi traveled a long way to find the one whose birth was announced by the star. They encounter hardships along the way. Could you imagine traveling over 1,000 kilometers through deserts, rivers, dangers? Could you imagine that? Uh, we just uh, came here like 15 days ago, right? A little bit more. And we, we have to fly over 20 hours to be here from Argentina. It's a long trip. Let me tell you, my back was killing me. <laughs> and we have uh, Zoe, right? Our little daughter. She's uh, four. And she, she did it pretty good. Just at the end, she was like, Mommy, puppy, my ears hurt. And we took all this trip to be here. But uh, we see this magi who probably spent around 40 days walking to travel over 1,000 kilometers to see this baby. This baby. Not a, not a I don't know, uh, a great king, like in, 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 in a palace with his... Uh, with his court, right? No, this baby, surrounded by just his father and mother. So they encountered hardships along the way. They had to deal with the deceptive tyrant King Harold. They even lost sight of the star for some time, but they knew what they were looking for, and they kept seeking even when, even when things went wrong. So maybe in your, in your path, in your way to joy, you will find hardships. You will have to face trials or, or troubles. We all do. Huh, right? How many of us have faced troubles or trials this past month or this maybe this week or maybe today? It's life. That's how it is. But let don't let that the trials or troubles of life discourage you. Keep walking, because joy is coming. It can be hard to recognize joy in our life sometimes, especially because it doesn't always look the way we expect it to. We expect joy to be free of worry and hardship, but the Bible tells us that joy is found in the midst of, and even because of, hard things. We believe that joy is just sitting, I don't know, relaxing in a chair, watching TV, and um, free of any problems, right? Free of death, free of everything. But that's not joy. Joy. In James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Look at this. So where, where we find this pure joy when we face trials. And it says, of many so it could be trials that can affect your family, your health, your finances, your ministry, your spiritual life. We just arrived here and after 10 days I crash. I, I have an accident. Coming here, coming to church, I was like, what, Lord, come on. <laughs> I hit black ice, infamous black ice. Never heard of it in my life. What is that black spot in the, in the road? <laughs> and I said, okay, that's probably dry. I'll go through it. Phew, couldn't couldn't um do anything. And of course I'm Argentinian, I don't know. What could I have done? I what hit the brakes. Okay? And that make it worse. So <laughs> I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Never again. Um so and I was like, why? Ten days, we just Got out of the plane. We're getting used now to Canada. The time is different. Language for me is different, of course. Everything and why, Lord? And then he said, "Guess I'm the Lord of process. Hmm? I'm the Lord of process. I'm processing you. You need to learn. So we need to find joy even in the midst of trials and problems. And you know what? When I crushed the the, the car, um, I was in shock, obviously." But then at home, it took me a day, actually. I was mad <laughs> with myself. I don't know if that happened to you. <laughs> why I did that? Why? Why happened to me? Why? Why I didn't put the four wheel? Why have to be cheap? Yeah? <laughs> Just drive it in two wheels. No, why? Anyways, I was mad. And then I, at night, I prayed. And I said, you know what, Lord? I'm thankful. That number one, my wife and daughter was, were not with me in that car. And number two, because I'm alive. Hmm? So we need to find joy even in the midst of trials. We recognize that joy comes from trials because they produce perseverance. If uh, I would let this accident, I don't know, mark my drivel life, let's say, I will quit. I will say, no, I will not drive here. Megan, you drive. You're Canadian. You know how to deal with these weather conditions. Come on. (laughs) But no, I have to be perseverant. I need to learn perseverance. That makes us into the people God wants us to be, that we can experience joy even in the midst of hard times. And look at this. In Luke six, forty, the American Standard Version, uh, says this, the, the disciple is not about his teacher, but everyone, when he is perfect, shall be as his teacher. So the Lord is perfecting our faith through trials. He's training us to reach our potential and achieve his purpose with our lives. In times of trials, don't panic because God is at work. Amen? Number three, choose joy. The idea that we can choose joy is little deceiving because uh, we can't just close our eyes and focus really hard and somehow conjure up joy. Could you imagine if uh, doing diet will, will be that easy? Just close my eyes and think, okay, I'm imagining myself being, I don't know, Eight kilos less, having eight kilos less, especially in this parlor. Could you imagine that? It doesn't work like that. We have to be on diet, we have to exercise, we have to walk. Well, joy is similar. It is not about just closing the, the, our eyes and saying, okay, everything is, is all right now. I imagine myself in a beach um, drinking orange juice with 35 degrees. No. Joy is a gift, but joy is something that comes from the spirit. Not from, from us, from our human nature. It comes from the Spirit. Actually, the book of Galatians, chapter 5, says that the fruit of the Spirit is? Come on, how many of you read the Bible? Eh? Amen? With me? <laughs> Not even listen to the Bible on Sunday, but read it every day. The, 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 um, the fruit of the Spirit, sorry, is love, peace, and we can continue, right? I know about it, but in Spanish. Okay, I don't know it in English. I just know the, 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 the first three in English. <laughs> Anyways, it's a fruit of the Spirit. So we can't just create it by trying harder, but we can choose to live in the ways that God says bring joy. So the concept is similar, as we said, to physical health. We can't get stronger by thinking about me- and mentally choose, uh, choosing to be stronger. We have to exercise and build the muscles to make us stronger. While we can't just concentrate hard and choose joy, we can choose Give thanks. Amen. We can choose to to give thanks, to give thanks. Doesn't matter if we are going trials. We can choose to be grateful to the Lord for everything that He has done for us, for everything that He have given to us, and everything that is still to come. Amen. And also we can choose to obey, obey His commands. And we can choose to abide. When we do these things, we open ourselves to the give of joy. So let's take a look at these practices. Number one, choose gratitude. Come on, try it. Why don't you take a moment, close your eyes, and think of three reasons that you have to be thankful to the Lord. Three reasons. Hmm. Three. You have it? You have it? Amen. Would you like to share it with your neighbor? I want you take that, this moment to to share one reason with your neighbor. Why why are you thankful this morning? Why? Amen. This is good. This is good. We need to be thankful. We need to try it, and and sometimes it's like we forget about it, right? Like, seems like. Uh, Everything is normal, and, and we just we just forget to say thank you to the Lord sometimes. So, through, name three reasons you have to be thankful. Maybe five or ten. Maybe you can even write it, write them, write them them right out on paper. Sorry, my English. <laughs> it's hard that part. <laughs> and most of all, in prayer, say, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for life. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my house. Thank you for for, for, for being healthy or for, for having health. Thank you for being alive today, here. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. If I would have, I don't have a piece, uh, I don't know, any of you have a piece of paper? White, plain piece of paper? No? All right. Awesome. Any of you have a pen? No? Any of you have one hundred dollars? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this. I'll give back the pen first before I forget. Thank you. This is yours. It's from the church. From the church. All right. What do you see here? What do you see here? What? A dot. Un punto. We say it in Spanish. Right. Okay. Sometimes in life we are the same. We just like to focus in that thing that is missing. And we forget that we have a whole thing to be grateful. There's life is just possibility. Don't focus in that thing that is missing. Focus in what is coming to your life. Focus in what you can do now. Focus in Christ Jesus. Amen. You got it? Amen so choose to be thankful even when we don't feel joyful we will rather sometimes we will rather gripe and complain but giving thanks opens our heart to joy let's try it amen in first thessalonians uh, chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 it says rejoice always when Always. always rejoice always it is like in marriage. You love your wife the day you get married, but also you have to love her the week after, the month after, and years after. Amen? Amen? Even those mornings where, you know, the bad press is there, and honey, can you kiss me? No, please go to the bathroom first. <laughs> okay? Brush your teeth, exactly. <laughs> So it says, rejoice always. Doesn't matter if you're going through hard times, trials, problems, troubles. Rejoice, and it is a command. It is not an option. It's not. It is a command. 80 percent of the Bible is Lord, it's the Lord giving us commands to obey. 80 percent, not giving an options like, if you want, rejoice. That's all right. No, a Christian should be someone who can rejoice doesn't matter the situation he's going through. Amen? Rejoice! And how? How can I rejoice? Well, do I have to do this again? Stop looking at the dot and start looking at Jesus. Amen? Start looking at Jesus. He's your joy. He's your joy. So, first, rejoice always. Pray continually. Woo. Amen? Do not give up on prayer. But things are not the way I like it. I don't know why this happened to me. I'm mad at the Lord. I will not talk to Him anymore. Mm -mm. Do never give up prayer. Keep praying. Keep praying. And give thanks in all circumstances. The Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthened me, right? So, he knew how to to live in in poverty, and he knew also how to live, you know, having everything. That's why he, he said later, in verse 13, I can do all things. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Look at this. God's will for you it is to rejoice, pray, and give thanks. Amen? Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. In which one of these areas you are struggling with more? Which one is harder for you, to rejoice, to pray, or to give thanks? Well, the Lord is commanding commanding us today to do the three. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. So gratitude goes a long way, and it leads us toward joy. When you don't know what to do, when you feel overwhelmed by the season, when you feel anything but joy, my brother and sister, give thanks. Point point number two, uh, choose to obey. In John 15, 11, John 15, 11 says, Jesus said, I have told you this so that that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now take a look at this passage. So what did he tell his disciple? What was the secret of joy? Would you like to know it? What is the secret of joy? How can I feel joy? The joy of the Lord. How can I experience it? Well, Jesus said through obedience. In John 15 10, he told his followers to obey his commands. We often want joy to just appear from out of nowhere, but Jesus said it comes from obedience. So, like gratitude, obedience is a practice. It's a process of seeking to follow God's ways and to put them into actions. We don't always get them right. Amen? Don't always. But the more we align ourselves with God's word to understand his ways and then choose actions that align with his word and his wisdom, the more we open ourselves to experience the good fruit of those choices. And the more we prepare ourselves to encounter and receive his joy. So let's... Let's, let's be obedient to the Lord. And to know His commands, we need to open the scriptures every day. God wants to talk to you privately, in your house, in your living room, whatever you are, just open the Bible. Because He wants to tell you how to live, where to go, what to decide, what to do. Amen? He will never leave you without His advice. He will always talk to your heart. But we need to come before him with honesty. And we need to humble ourselves. And finally, John 15 also tells us the second part of the secret of joy. And it is to abide in his love. In uh, in the verses that you can read uh, later at home in, in John 15, Jesus said that just as he remains in his father's love, we remain in his love and our joy is complete. You will not be lacking joy. Amen? And it works like this. Can, can I have three volunteers in the front? Please. Some of them would like to, to come and, give, and help me. <laughs> Do not be afraid. <laughs> there we go. The Hispanic will help me. Vamos, hermanos. Venga. One more. Who would like to come? One more. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Graham. All right. So it works like this. I mean, it's a love triangle. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> it's a love triangle, okay? But you, 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 you will get the picture. We have, I don't know, the Father, Amen, God the Father, who loved the Son. How we show love in in South America? What we do? ¿Qué hacemos? Uh, we hug. Okay, dale. We hug. There we go. See? <laughs> a hug, okay? Doesn't harm, okay? A hug. Anyways. Continue hugging, please. I don't see the Father and, and Jesus being separated, right? Anyways, and here we come. We, and we need to abide in this relationship. And it is like this. Before, we were... Come, come here, Graham. We were really far away from God because of our sins that were in, in the middle, right? And the Lord, the Father, wanted to reach us with His love, but He, but he couldn't. So He had to send His Son, Jesus, to come and grab our hands, show us what it is to to feel His love. A hug, please, for Graham. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and and then He brought us to the Father. And now what happened? Jesus continued. There you go. Their relationship with the Father, but He also continued the relationship with us, and we can be in this love, in this marvelous love triangle. Amen. So we can rejoice. And when you are in the middle of the Father and Jesus, oh man, nothing in this world can come and try to overtake your joy. Because the Father the Father, and Jesus will be, will be hugging you, will be protecting you, and will be giving to you their love and joy. Amen? Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> so, as a conclusion... The same is true in our relationship with Him, just as we saw today here. And our joy is made complete by imitating Christ's love and obedience. So today we bring with us a couple of, pra- a, a of uh, steps of, uh, step of actions, right? To practice. Number one, we, dis- we said to anticipate joy. Amen? Anticipate. His joy is coming. Number two, we said, what else? What? Recognize. Recognize, Recognize joy in our lives. And number three, Choose. Choose. You have the power. You can decide whether you will give authority to sickness or troubles or finances, whatever, or family, or this holiday season. You have the power to decide where you will try to find your joy. But if you today decide to find your joy in Jesus Christ, oh, my friend, he will not let you down. He will give you what you need. So I would like to pray with you. Are you ready to pray? Amen. Please, let's bow down our heads. Close our eyes. And let the Holy Spirit speak to your spirit. He's here. He wants to deal with those emotions that you are going through. And he wants to help you. And he wants to show you that he's with you. As you just saw here. He's holding you. You are in His arms. And if you are in the arms of Jesus, you are in the arms of the Father. So you can be secure. And if you are struggling with loneliness, or if you are struggling with depression, in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare that the Holy Spirit is in this house, and you will be free from any depression, from any emotion of loneliness because you will know today that the joy of the lord is your strength and i want to bless you today in the name of jesus receive his joy receive his joy just tell the lord lord i receive your joy you are here in the midst of us holy spirit you are here lord your presence is here Start feeling his love, start feeling his joy. He comes to you. doesn't matter what circumstances you are going through. He loves you. Just today anticipate his joy and say, "The Lord, your joy is coming. <laughs> I see it, I see it. It's coming. and it's coming to my family, and it's coming to my children. My children will, will rejoice in you, Lord. They belong to you. My marriage, Lord, will go to the next level. We go to a stage of joy again. Because you are our joy. And Lord, today we also decide. We decide to abide in your love. We decide, Lord, to, to choose your love, to choose joy. We decide, Lord, to put away any obstacle. And recognize your joy in our lives. Help us, Lord, to be thankful every day. In this season especially. To show gratitude. And to show it also to others. Help us to obey your word every day. To obey your commands. Because your commands are our delight. And Lord, today, we want to embrace you. We want to embrace your love once more. And when we get home, Lord, we will proclaim your joy to everyone this season. We will proclaim your joy to our family. And this next couple of days, we will, every day, Lord, we will experience your joy. I bless your church, Lord. I bless every family that is here. I even bless those who can come today, Lord. May your joy be upon our, our houses, be upon our, our, our homes, our families, upon our lives. And, and as Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. We take today the decision of rejoice in you, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this word. May your Holy Spirit continue working in our lives and bringing, Lord, your joy every day in Jesus Christ Amen and Amen Amen the Lord bless you uh, enjoy these days we'll see you again this next Saturday remember that uh, for this season up uh, until after, sorry uh, new, new, new Year's I think we will start again with the live groups and the, the, the prayer services but in the meantime, abide in His love. Amen? Abide in His love. And abiding His love here in church. This is the perfect place for you. This is this, this. You can enjoy love. You can be surrounded by people who love you. And we're expecting great, great things to come from, from, from God in this next couple of days. Amen? Have a beautiful time with your family. Enjoy your children, your grandchildren. And if you're alone, it doesn't matter. Enjoy the Lord. He's your family. And we are your family, too. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas. See you next Saturday at 6 p.m.